2: All right, welcome back, Rare Talks, you really know where it is, like, comment and subscribe. If you haven't, please go over to the Spotify and check out the Spotify exclusive episodes, yeah? And also check out the YouTube as well. You know the YouTube's popping right now, but the Spotify is where we're pushing all the people to go because you can hear episodes before they come out on the Spotify. And today, um, we're a special guest, um, a family member, as a matter of fact, my cousin, beloved cousin, We used to live across the road to each other. A lot of people know like Mm -hmm. literally across the road. So um, yeah, man, introduce yourself, cuz.
0: Hi, so my name is Charlene. Um, Yeah, I'm here (laughs) to tell my story. (laughs) So my cousin's got a
2: deep story today, so that we're going to get into. But um, we're going to start from the beginning. How was it growing up in Palace Road? How was it?
0: Hmm. With everyone on this estate, that bit was great, but growing up as a child, um, in my own personal environment, it wasn't good.
2: Alright, why wasn't it good?
0: Because as a child, like, I got sexually abused, and not just, like, sexually abused, there was violence involved in it too. So that kind of conditions where you go from there, like, it conditions you in a certain way. So uh, yeah, mm. I don't have fond memories of Palace Road as such. Apart from like running around, being little run with you guys, yeah. picking blackberries and stuff, yeah. I don't overly have fond memories. I don't feel like I have a family home to go back to. No in way. That sense.
2: What age did the abuse actually start? At?
0: Well, the age that I can remember, mm. because obviously the thing with abuse is sometimes block out a lot of things so what i remember was from the age of like 12 13 adolescence yeah when your body's starting to develop Develop, certain things you know but um yeah it could have it could have happened before that to be honest Mm. but that's when
2: you properly remember things in detail happening yeah and you was aware that wait a second Yeah. This this isn't actually correct.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
2: So, what, when you say sexual abuse, sexual abuse covers a lot of topics. It could Uh cover, um, like, lots of different topics. What kind of sexual abuse did you suffer from?
0: So, I literally was forced to give head, like, to give fellatio um, on a regular basis um, by my brother's dad. Um, he used to try and penetrate me both, both ways, so sodomize me and the other way. Um, or he would just try and, you know, rub and do certain things. But in, in all the possible ways that you're supposed to, obviously, interact with somebody on that level, yeah. I experienced it. And that was my first experience with sex. So, it wasn't, it wasn't good, obviously, because I was sexually abused, but...
2: How did that affect um, you, like, going to secondary school now, knowing that you've... Because you're, you're young, 12. Mm-hmm. If I'm right, 12 yeah. is like year I seven. just
0: started secondary school. Yeah. So... Um, I think as the years rolled down, it's, it became more apparent, I think, people started to notice little things. But it did really affect me. It affected me in regards to, like, my schoolwork, what type of GCSEs i I even brought home. Because I was kind of, the memories that I have of being abused was from the age of 13 to 17, you know. And then just after my 17th birthday, I left. I walked out with one suitcase. So, yeah, that's, that's over a span of, what, five years or so, which is a long time when you're living with certain things and having to endure certain things and being treated away. Like, yeah, my soul is deep.
2: So what What kind of, how would he do this to you? Because obviously you're in the house of your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, condolences, siblings. rest in peace to jo, Um, my auntie. Um, love and peace to... Um, so, how would he do it if she was in the house as well?
0: I was forced to stay downstairs when everyone else went to their bed. So, the older generation will know this cream. It's called Bump Stopper. I, if, you, if there was a Bump Stopper ha- cream here now on the table, yeah, I probably would not want to be here. <laughs> because it would bring back so many memories for me. Because, so it was like a daily routine, literally, that I remember. When everyone else got to go to their bed, his excuse would be to my mum that he wants me to stay downstairs and help him put his bump stopper cream on because he has spots on his back and stuff. But it would be a routine of, okay, while everyone's probably still awake, you're putting cream on his back. He's lying on the sofa. And I can remember like it was yesterday because it was those old-fashioned red material sofas that you could pull out the cushions from the actual seating bit. Mm. And, um, yeah, he would, he would always be mostly based in the sitting room. And he would at like, I'm putting the cream on his back. And then, obviously, once he felt like everyone was settled and sleeping, he'd turn over at, like, for a little bit, I'm putting it on his bed. But then he'd force me to give fellatio and stuff like that. So, that was, like, a regular regular occurrence, literally. That was, like, my first memorable experience of anything to do with the body parts and, you know, sex and... That sort of stuff. So it shaped me. It shaped me. When did you realize
2: what he was doing was just not correct? Because obviously, you were a young person. Sometimes, with young people, you you, you know what you're doing is wrong, but you said.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Because I was a teenager, but I wasn't one of those kind of teenagers that were Mm. like really advanced. I was quite a quiet child. He was very quiet. And to be honest, I'm not even trying to hot anyone else up, but he wasn't the only one that tried to abuse me. So, but he, the one that sits prominent in my mind, you know, because I think when you go through certain things, you block stuff out. It's a way of protection. And I didn't realise it was so real until I thought, no, for real, I've actually blocked a lot of things out. So, yeah, it it affected me many different ways. Like, I was very suicidal as a teenager. Um, And because I wasn't sexually active and I was a virgin, me being a kid not thinking, I was just thinking, I don't want him to take my virginity. I just knew that I didn't want that. And it's like I literally even purposely went and lost my virginity not knowing that that put me more at risk Mm. you know because I actually ended up falling pregnant Mm. at a really young age and there was a possibility that that was yeah and it was with twins so yeah I'm so sorry my friends. going off (laughs) yeah so literally if you just swipe it yeah so there's yeah, there's so many... So wait a
2: second, you wait you, you fell pregnant at, at this moment.
0: I fell pregnant when I was... 16, just turned 17, with twins. Yeah, but I had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But I was being abused at home. That was why I was like, okay, I'm... I'm looking for something else out there, Mm. literally. But my partner, my boyfriend at the time was really nice. He was a little bit older than me, but he was nice. He was protective. Mm. But it's like now as an adult, when I think back, I think, oh, freaking hell. You didn't realize when you're doing certain things that it put me more at risk in the sense of, obviously, I ended up getting pregnant Mm. because I Went out there seeking to lose my virginity at a young age mm. because I didn't want my brother to t- my brother's dad to take my virginity. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. Even thinking about it, that
2: like, is a madness. Because um, you know, it's like that's I've even lost some words here. Yeah. Did you did you ever tell your mom about what happened?
0: I told my mom in 2007 and what triggered that was I had a baby in 2004. Mm. So when you have a baby, all sorts of emotions come with that and that triggered me because I was like, you know, I've got a little girl, not that it can't happen to boys, young boys, but it just brought it all to the surface for me, Mm. you know, so I eventually plucked up the courage to tell her. You know, and I think there was a part of me that felt like, I think most victims go through it. They think no one's going to believe them. And obviously the hardest thing to face is your own loved ones not believing you, that you got hurt.
2: No, abused.
0: Yeah. It makes me have a lump in my throat. (laughs) Yeah. Because that was my biggest issue. I... I think I had spent so much of my teenage, my childhood even, just trying to protect my mum, protect my brothers, and thinking if they don't believe me, I don't have no one. Mm. I don't have nobody, you know? So, yeah, it wasn't easy. It was really hard. I've had a battle with anxiety, depression, body Mm. issues. Mm. You know, but um, yeah. I feel like you're catching me in my raw space now, obviously, because my mom just passed. But yeah. it's good because I know I've grown a lot yeah. since everything. So.
2: so, so did you? So you told your mom in two thousand and seven. Yeah. And how did she receive mm-hmm. that information when it was set to her?
0: Um, not good. I think a lot of her responses were very much fair-based and I think something that happens a lot within our community as a black race, you know, we go into denial, we sweep things under the carpet, you know, or for instance, if the person themselves has been abused then we make excuses for them like, oh, they went through this when they were a child Mm. and that's why they're like that. And yeah, but no, because we all have choices and it was a choice. And the way in which it was done, it was very calculated. Mm. So for me, I'm like, yeah, that didn't have nothing to do with his childhood. Mm. He did that because he wanted to do that. Yeah, straight. You know? So yeah, it was an everyday thing. And mainly through like... My teenage, like GCSE years, I remember from thirteen right up to seventeen before I walked out. We're just the same thing.
2: Did he ever used to threaten you or like say things to you? Yeah,
0: yeah. He had specific lines that he always said. If I attempt, because what triggered me to make me think, oh, this is a bit, this is actually weird, you know, as a kid, like this isn't right. I think I was watching EastEnders, and this might sound so crazy to people, and I think Bianca, or one of them, was doing something with her mum's partner, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, this is wrong. But as a kid, mm. you don't deep things on the same level as an adult. Yeah. You're not fully developed, even then that age. Like, 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds now are very different, a bit more sensible, a bit more advanced than I think we were at that age. Mm. I wasn't, I was, you could say boo to me and I would Mm. cry. I was quiet and, you know, but, um, yeah, it was a regular thing. Yeah. He would literally. But what
2: would he say to you though? There was there like the lines, what was the lines?
0: So for instance, if there was a situation where like we were downstairs and he fell asleep I would always sneak I had this thing of trying to sneak to go because I never really got to sleep in a, my bed as a kid as a teenager I spent a lot of my time sleeping on the cushions on the floor like a dog um so when I did get the chance to sneak off or whatever sometimes I'd get away with it because he'd stay asleep but then sometimes you just be woken up by the the light <laughs> switch just going on in your room and it's like get back downstairs you you have to get back downstairs, or if I did get away with it, then he would stand over me and he would tell me I stood over you guys with an axe of a shitty last night, referring to me, my brothers, and my mom. And you lot didn't even know like I could have killed you. He
2: the fuck sounds like some horror movie.
0: Literally, yeah. And even when I did. Like protest, even a little bit when I did get stuck downstairs, it wasn't nice for me because he would literally pull the sofa forward, and behind that sofa, he had a bag, a black bag, and in that black bag, there was axe, machete, yeah, hammer. I think the only thing that wasn't in it was a gun, to be honest, and a lot of my childhood consisted of a machete being swung around my head
2: what you used to swing the machete around your head Mm -hmm. what to intimidate you yeah Yeah. and how did you what did that Did you used to have fear of that
0: yeah literally i would cower i was i was only little so i would cower in the chair like you know because if you say no i if i said no it's like before I could even blink, and you know how quick it is to blink, yeah. he'd be going for the sofa, and I knew what would be coming next, you know, and he wouldn't feel no, he would swing it, he would sw- literally, swing the machete around my head, and I'd be cowering the sofa, like, yeah, trying to, I don't know, figure out how I was going to, survive this situation how i was gonna also protect my brothers and my mom
2: because he would threaten
0: he would threaten them too what to
2: you though so to me so nobody
0: knew so some days they would wake up and he's just in a bad mood but they don't know why he's in a bad mood i know why he's in a bad mood but they don't know you know and he would literally take it out on everyone so for instance if we were supposed to clean up that day and he was pissed because he didn't have his way the night before and he lifted this up and it was dust, that was his excuse to lash out. But that weren't really the reason why he was angry. He'd be angry because I would sneak away as much as I could try to sneak away. If you fell asleep, I'm sneaking away because I didn't want to be there in the first place. But he would literally, I remember just having a memory even of just being on the steps in my mum's house and... Him leaning over saying... With that look on his face... Saying... Literally... I stood over you guys... With an axe and a machete... Last night... And I could have killed you all... And you didn't even know...
2: That's... That's that's crazy because... As a grown man like... What was he actually... Thinking in his head? Did you... Ever say to him like... Why are you doing this to me?
0: No... I think... As a kid, you just go along with what everyone else wants you to do in all honesty you don't even I don't even know if we really asked questions as a kid we weren't, back in them days you we weren't really allowed to ask questions you know um or say certain things and i wouldn't I would not have done because. It wasn't just sexual abuse. Mm. There was a lot of violence involved in it. Well, he used to beat you. So he'll do things like, like I said, swing the machete around my head. um, Or you just feel wham. I know a few times. So, you know, you have an axe. Mm. So, you know, the side of the axe. I've been licked up in the side of my head before with that. And... Back then, I used to get headaches as a kid, so I always thought that's probably why I get a lot of like migraines and certain issues with headaches and stuff. Now, you hit
2: you with an axe in the side of your head.
0: Yeah, so you know the side, so you know, not the chop bit. I but know exactly what you're it. talking about, that's and, but it's quite hard. What so do you mean it's quite hard? That's
2: very hard. You lick someone's brain.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you know, if I spoke in the wrong tone, I remember there was a situation where I, I think I, he said something to me and he was going down the steps and I replied and he went right back up the steps and he was like "Stand in front of me so obviously as a kid you just do as your toad stood in front of him got clean
2: headbutt he headbutt
0: you? Clean. sorry <laughs> I do not think I would cry but
2: um. All right, don't worry cry. Hey, oh, you're human. you're human yeah it's human this is not this is not right you, you, you.
0: yeah yeah, literally. Head butt Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dragged by my hair. I've been choked. Um, yeah, I think he would tried to break a bottle, like a dragon style, one of those bottles and stab me with it. But at that time, as a abused child, there's always, like, little signs that, Honestly, in our community, we need to look at the signs because we choose to ignore them. Yeah, yeah. And I would always walk around with this like patchwork blanket that my nan had given me at the time. So yeah. that's the thing that saved me because obviously, while he's digging, he's not really cutting through that. And he's trying to. St- I think it was more about intimidation than actually him trying to stab me because obviously if he stabbed me then he's going to get involved and they're going to think well why did he stab me? me. They start asking questions so a lot of the things he did was about intimidation and manipulation and to make you feel like you're going crazy and yeah if you do certain things yeah he could just slice you or kill you and no one's going to do nothing because he's big, bad and scary you know yeah.
2: So after you, you you told your mom about what happened, how was your relationship with your mom after that?
0: Um it bro- it broke our relationship down quite a bit because um
2: because a lot of parents when things like this get told to them they say you wanted it, you was involved, you you knew what you was doing, you were sleeping with my man. It's like they turn it as like you tried to steal my man. When even if that is true, as a big grown man, the fuck are you doing with a 12 or 13 year old as a big man?
0: Well, see, my mum didn't come at me like that. But she did say certain things that, obviously, I lived with it for years. You know, because me being the person that I am, I ask questions. And I like people to just be real, so... At the time when I came out with it eventually and told her, I think initially she went into, like, this really bad shock of, like, oh, my God. And I think she even told a close friend that she really wanted to hurt him. But then I think it's like she blocked it all out. Because she had disappeared for a little bit after I told her. So I was like, okay, I've told her this. And she's just kind of, like, gone into hiding sort of thing. She might have
2: been into murder mode. She might have yeah. Me, she gonna, wanted to stab life. him. That, like, that was her take words his life. Yeah. to
0: her friend that she wanted to stab him, literally kill him. And then I her. think she went into like fear based energy, you know. Because when I did eventually speak to her, I think I was very bold because I was like, "Well, you know, now that I've told you this, what do you think? What do you think of me?" you know, as a person, as your child, as a woman, you know, because by this time I had my first child. And I don't think my mum really knew what to say because her response was, "Um, I just think you and him started something. And it got out of hand. And I was like, "Uh, well, no, because he came to play the role of a father and he was around for when I was four. My brother was two, so...
2: Sorry? What age age did he... Say that again. again He was around
0: from when I was four and my brother was two. But obviously, the memory I have of when my abuse started was from 12, 13, those ages. If it happened before then, I literally don't have no memory of it. Like, none. And they say that happens. And it's actually a real thing, literally. So... My mum was I said to my mum, yeah, but I was thirteen because obviously that was the age where I remember things starting Mm. and she was like, Yeah, but you wasn't a small thirteen, you was a big thirteen. And I carried that for yeah.
2: I think anyone would, would carry that because um in your mind, the one person that you want to believe you is your mother, someone mm. that's meant to protect you. Yeah, And it's kind of, not to put blame on anyone, but if you was to look around and say, you kind of brought this man around me and he kind of done these things to me, mm. there's no justifying yeah. it on like, oh, you lot had a situationship or something. You was a child.
0: But do you know the thing about it, because like, obviously... I, I, can't, I haven't thought about this for like, not in this depth, for years. Mm. And uh, I've been forced to think about it this year. Because obviously, my mum passed away mm. in September. But two months before she passed, she actually reached out. So, after nearly 15 years, her reaching out was triggering to me. You know, because... She when she reached out, she basically was saying, she let me down. She lived with it every day in her heart. Um, every day she lives with the pain. She didn't protect me. I was a one and only daughter. And that uh, she did believe me. And she always believed me.
2: How? What did that do to you? Because even for me, that's making me emotional. I'm um, you. That's it's actually a, deep for me. I'm actually. It sent me into
0: a depression.
2: That I'm if actually, I'm actually that, honest. That, that actually touched me. That because after all those years, and then your mom saying to you, like I actually believed you, now and then her passing away in less than like two months after that, like, that's that's mad. I don't know. I, I, I just mashed me. Up. I'm gonna be
0: keep it real. Still. Yeah, it's you, it's very raw. It's like. It's kind of bittersweet for me because, like, there's areas of my life that I'm really happy. And God has clarified things for me. And then at the same time, it's like I've been broken open. So, yeah, in all honesty, it sent me into, like, a depression and that. So, I was off work. And um, I was basically getting a lot of flashbacks about things that that happened to me you know because I was just even remembering most of my teenage years I slept on the floor like a dog
1: Mm.
0: you know it shapes you it it makes you see things a certain way or even sometimes look at yourself in the wrong way Mm. you know and I I just remembered even that I, my mom i actually told my mom in 2007 mm. but there was things that he did that screamed guilty mm. so for example there was someone who started to started what they thought was a rumor or maybe they noticed cuz what what is in our in our community I feel like abuse gets swept under the carpet. Hundred um, percent. And we talk a lot about how it happens to females, black females, but it happens to black men no, too. Yes. And sometimes, when you know, you might be dealing with a guy and he behaves a certain way, you gotta look way back. That's if he even lets you get that close to him because he's been sexually abused and you don't know. There's different. We just sweep it under the carpet so much. Because literally, somebody started a rumour on the estate. I don't know who it was. Or they, maybe it was because they actually noticed things. But it got put down as a rumour that he was sexually abusing me. So I think he probably felt like his gig was up. And I don't know if my mum somewhere inside like mm-hmm. suspected that. Because... She used to fall asleep downstairs on the sofa after a while, and or you could hear her walking up and down upstairs. So, but he was very smart in the sense of when she'd fall down, fall asleep downstairs, he would nudge her. And wake her up. I remember this is at the time when this rumor's going around, innit? it? And my granddad's come down and asked my mom, like, is anything going on? Because he don't, he's old school, he's Jamaican. He don't want to have to chop no one or crack kneecaps. Mm. So mama's like, no, because she, I, as far as I know, she didn't know. But what he would do, because obviously he knew what he was doing, he would nudge my mom and wake her up. When she fell asleep downstairs
1: yeah.
0: and obviously i'd be there in it because i've got to remember i've got to stay downstairs to put this fucking bump stopper excuse my language cream on his back so he says but he would nudge my mom and literally say to her wake up why you falling asleep downstairs but he'd do it in such an aggressive way mm. and then i'd be there he'd turn to me and be like, no, he'd, he'd go to her, wake up, like, why are you falling asleep downstairs? Mm-hmm. Like, what? He'd actually say to her, you think I'm going to sexually abuse your daughter? And obviously, if someone just wakes you up like that, you're kind of looking at them like, what are you talking about? Like, Why are you behaving like that sort of thing? So she'd obviously be dazed and stuff. He'd turn to me as a child and say, go on then, go on, tell your mum, tell your mom that I sexually abuse you. So that's how I'll... What kind of psychological
2: mad warfare is you telling me, man? Yeah,
0: he would literally turn to me and say, go on. And obviously, as a kid, who's been punched, kicked, headbutted, you know, machete swung around their head, I would cower. I would be like, no, no. What could I really say to that? Because you've already displayed so much violence. I'm trapped here. I don't have nowhere else to go. I have to stay here, you know. So a lot of my childhood was spent, yeah, in conditions that weren't very healthy, due to my brother's dad. Um, I think my mum tried to give us the best environment, but yeah, it wasn't fun for me growing up. I was
2: So, you see, when you left there, did you feel like... Did you try to block out everything that happened when you Mm -hmm. you moved out and you had your daughter Mm -hmm. and stuff like that?
0: And I was still going back to my mum's house. Was you? Yep. Not just... Not like I didn't... I think I slept there when I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. but I stayed with my mum. I was Mm. very attached to her. Like, I stayed... Where she went, I went. Mm.
2: But, um... Didn't your mum feel that energy, though? Didn't she think, why has my daughter moving like this?
0: Didn't she... She always says that she didn't, but... I felt like she did, but I'll never get to know the answer to that, to be honest. So, that one's a difficult one, you know. I try not to overthink so many different things. Yeah. Otherwise, I won't make peace with it. Yeah, And I kind of feel like I don't have a choice but to make peace with it to a right. certain degree now especially because my mum's not here. Yeah. Um, I think as abuse victims, we've spent a lot of time worrying about everybody else, protecting everybody else's feelings. But it shapes you. You know, I've had issues with my weight. Yeah. You know, I remember as a kid even trying to commit suicide and stuff. And like really being happy, like, yeah, I'm going to... Take these pills. Because I used to take his epilepsy medicine. You know? And even when he came out, obviously that was the excuse he used, that he have, he has epilepsy. So he blacks out. He didn't know what he'd done.
2: That's just the biggest pedophile line I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Like, I didn't know that I was making a little kid do something to me as a grown man. Yeah. Like th- but he knew.
0: Because even from, from when you go through something like that, you're automatically in survival mode. So your brain has to start thinking of ways to survive, it? So what,
2: From, explain survival mode to the people so they understand.
0: So my survival mode would be things like, <laughs> it might sound crazy to people, but um, painting a pad with nail polish and pretending I was on my period for weeks so that I wouldn't be troubled. Um, and then like, yeah, we could be together. But leave, get somewhere else. I try to do so many different things, you know? Because your brain is just, I don't know, you're just always thinking of how you're going to get through that day, how you're going to get through today and then get through tomorrow. Mm. Um, I'd sleep with a knife, knife down the side of my bed, but... Never use it, obviously, because I'd be, like, too scared. Um, yeah. yeah, as soon as I got to an age where I could leave, mm. I did.
2: Did you get um a house, or did you go through private? How how did you get your place? Because um, you, you left the house young, from what I remember. You was, like, 16, 17, or something Yeah, like
0: that? so it, what triggered it was that I fell pregnant. Mm. And... I knew there was a good possibility that that pregnancy belonged to my brother's dad. But I didn't know I was pregnant with twins. And I think I had snuck and slept at my boyfriend's house. And this was like 16. Yeah, I was about 16. Excuse me. And, um... What happened was my brother happened to run away on the same day that I chose to sleep at my boyfriend's house but tell my mum that I was at my friend's house for a sleepover. So my brother's run away, tried to rob the little um, shop down the road from our house, and the alarm's gone off. Now, they've realised he's not at home as well. They've come looking for him where I'm supposed to be at, and I'm not there. Hmm. So I'm in shitsville now because... You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, he's gonna go shit. I was basically his property, so I was groomed in a sense of as well. Like, if I wore vest tops, I had to have a shirt over it. If I wore a skirt, my skirt had to be like past my knee. Like, it couldn't be above yeah. my knee. He was the one that introduced me to makeup, like eye pencil and stuff like that. So I feel like there's a grooming process mm. that people don't see, you know, and um, yeah, just so many crazy things, to be honest. I haven't thought about this for years, but obviously my mum passing, her sending a message before she passed, definitely triggered a lot in me. Mm.
2: What, what have you learned about yourself going through this, yourself?
0: Um that I'm a lot stronger than I give myself credit for.
2: And that's a fact. That's a fact.
0: And that it didn't change me. It didn't change who God wanted me to be. Yeah. You know um, I'm still very soft <laughs> um, gentle person, but I've obviously had to learn to have a f- bit more of a thicker skin. But I've definitely learned that I have a lot of tenacity. Mm. You know, Jam- Jamaican saying would be "she look up she tell her. <laughs> 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 You know, so yeah. But every day I'm building on that strength, mm-hmm. and for me, I just wanted to try and deal with my trauma and my conditioning so that the cycle kind of ends, ends. With me, mm. and. I don't inflict that on my loved ones or my children, or make it an issue for my my future husband because yeah. I want my family home to be one that's safe, yeah. you know, and happy and full of love and respect. I want it to be different yeah. to what I remember. I don't, I don't have a family home to go back to, yeah. so I have to be. And I'm just trying to find my way, literally, in that sense.
2: What advice do you have for mothers out there?
0: Don't be scared to be on your own. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Sometimes wait, pray, tap in, dig deep, value yourself as a woman before you let any old willy-nilly type of person come into your home. Because when you don't use discernment and you don't pray about certain things, you can let any entity into your home and that can dismantle things and break things down. So I say to women, if you're meant to be on your own at this time, even if it's uncomfortable, pray about it before you make rash rash decisions that could ultimately affect your children as well. Because I know a lot of people don't like being lonely. We're not meant to be out here on our own. Mm.
1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But use discernment
0: because mm. a lot of predators don't look like predators. Thank they you. look like normal people, like me and you, mm. you know, and... I would have said my brother's dad was a normal person for three years until he got comfortable, mm. and then he changed, mm. you know. So I, for me, I pray about everything. So I mm. always go to God for discernment. I don't care if you're painting it all pretty for me. Mm. I still need to ask God's permission mm. whether I should really be with you, mm. have you around my kids, mm. give my body to you as a woman, mm. you know, Are you coming in to beat your chest, to change us, to control us? Or are you coming Mm. to actually bring something to the table? table. Because for me, I think women should just be confident. Know that you run your ship and your ship ain't sinking anytime soon. A guy might come along, but he doesn't need to rescue you because your ship's not sinking. I always say, my ship's not sinking anytime soon. It might have some scratches, it might have some dents, but it's still sailing. So no guy could just come in and pull the ball over my eyes because mm. I I know my, my kids' energy anyway. I mm. know if my kids gone to school and they had a cry at school and someone troubled them, I know, mm. literally.
2: You're very intuitive when it comes to your children because of everything that's happened to you. Yeah. Like you're more intuitive than a more normal parent. Intrui- yeah, definitely. Like you just pick up on little things.
0: Yeah. most definitely there was something that even happened to my door yeah. that i obviously won't go into and i had a dream about it i get dreams so yeah. your
2: dreams dreams are powerful in, 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 in the black community my mom said yeah oh, what my mom said she said you had a, you, my mom said she had a dream police come in the yard yeah she said six hours before i got arrested mm-hmm. she said i had whatever you got in my house take it i said what are you talking about i just had a dream police come in my house for you yeah. when the police actually came in the house six hours later and they arrested me and nearly fainted the guy said are you all right. I said, no, I'm not. I said, my mum, <laughs> six hours ago, told me she had a dream this happened. Did
0: y'all was coming. <laughs> I said,
2: you know what? Take me, take me. Take me away. I deserve it. Because yeah. I can't believe this. And when my mum yeah. heard, it, she wasn't even shocked because yeah. she said, I had the dream, son. Yeah. But my mum would always talk that. I mean, and talk my about. dreams
0: were very detailed.
2: Same with my mum. So when I'm
0: telling it to people, they're looking, I've been called a witch quite a few times.
2: No, 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 it's not. A
0: good witch, no. they say. No, no, because
2: my mum, even Literally. my mum, look, look at this. Before my daughter, Hanifa, was born, mm. Mrs got pregnant, we found out like mm. two days and I said, yeah, I'm going to my mum's house on Friday mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell, tell her that yeah. I'm, I've had a baby. I got to my mum's house, got in the house, me and her are talking, she's in the kitchen, I said, yeah, mum, I've got something to tell you. She said, wait, which one of you lot having a baby? I had a dream about fish in my fridge. Which one of you lot having a baby? I said, no way, mum, you're talking like this. Yeah, man. I yeah, said, what yeah. are you talking yeah. about, mum? Yep. What do you mean fish in the fridge? What, what, what are you talking about? She said, yeah, you got a girl pregnant. Go on, tell me. Yep. I looked at her in her eyes. I said, mum, <laughs> you know, I come down to tell you that I'm about to have my baby. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and said, I already knew you had a dream about fish. Yeah. So anytime mum talk about dream of fish, yeah. it's over. Someone's having a baby in the family. And it's always been the case. I, yep. Not to say man's, I'm here believing in every omen in the world, but my yeah. mum's dreams are kind of powerful. I'm yeah. not going to lie. When you still. tap
0: in, honestly, like, spiritually, you will get shown certain things. If yeah. you tap it, even
2: my mom had a dream that someone died in the lift, and she woke up bawling, holding her belly, and she called my older brother because it was something to do with him. Mm-hmm. And the next day, his friend yeah. died in the lift shaft. You see, not him, his friend, because yeah. mum warned him. Yeah, she said to him, "Son, yep. had a dream you died. Stay away from you... And then his virgin dropped down the lift yeah. shaft and dead. Or
0: sometimes I could be sitting in front of someone, and they might be going through something, and spirit will give me a message to mm-hmm. give them. And I'm Say it you need to tell them mm. and there's been times when i've defied and i'm like nah, man. like especially if i just if it's just a random person on the bus mm. i mean no because when i get off the bus they're just gonna follow me you know but <laughs> i'm learning mm. to listen yeah, to it's that. Good. but it definitely makes you more tapped in um no, and no intuitive ones. yeah definitely so
2: with your kids you, you you kind of you can pick up on things fast Definitely. So, nothing, like if so you saw something happening, you would be like, yeah. you would kind of pick up fast on it. You wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't be a thing like my middle know.
0: daughter was being bullied at school for like two years straight, and I'm no lie for two years straight. Every day, I knew something was wrong with her, and I asked her, and she didn't tell me until she confessed it to her best friend's mum. literally. But I knew because of the way that she was maneuvering. Hmm. Because I would to say to her, "What's the matter? Is someone troubling you at school? Because you're being very angry when we do certain things." So it's it's. It is a mother's instinct, but I think some of those things can obviously be overshadowed fair fear. Mm. If you're going through abuse, you know, and...
2: Smoking, drinking alcohol, them things can block out your your, yeah. your, your senses. I so. haven't
0: gone down that route. Mm. Nah. You know, and just like if, even if for instance, a lot of the time we see people being promiscuous, mm. men and women not just women, men and women being promiscuous sometimes, it's because they've been abused. Yeah. You know? And, and I didn't take that route neither. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I've probably done things that I'm not proud of, mm. you know? All or of us, just all us. being fast, you know, when you're out there as a mm. kid and stuff, you're not as grown up as you think you are. Mm. But there's always a backstory.
2: Always. You
0: know? There's more to what meets the eye sometimes.
2: 100%. And, and that's, I think that's the thing that's not spoken about. In the black community... When sexual abuse happens, a lot of people want to protect people rather than protect themselves and other children. So it's like, I'm not going to tell this because I'm going to ruin my family honor. And so a lot of girls and men Mm -hmm. go through sexual abuse. And sexual abuse for a young man could be that um, his dad's got him watching porn and wanking and stuff like that. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? To me, that's sexual abuse. Yeah. As a child, you shouldn't be putting stuff in your brain that should not be there.
0: Yeah, because it actually has a, an effect on you. Of course it does. It makes, like, you'll see some guys, for instance, they're highly sexualized, yeah, mm. and they watch Paul a lot, or they have to jack off, do yes. certain things, you know, mm. and it's because of how they've been conditioned from a child, because mm. there's certain things we're not supposed to be exposed to. No,
2: not too young. You know? Not too young. For
0: me, I didn't, I wasn't promiscuous. But I think that's because even as a child being abused, I always used to talk to God. When I was trying to kill myself, I would talk to God and be like, yeah, I'm going to take these tablets and I'm not going to wake up the next day. And every time I wake up, i would be like chatting to him like, yo, what God? like, why am I still here? Sort of thing. Like, I would be really angry, literally, and be like, why am I still here? And it was as a, ki- as a, as a kid that I actually got the realisation One day when I woke up and nothing had happened, like, okay, yeah, he's got a bigger purpose. Hence why, no matter what I do, it's not working. Because I literally used to do crazy stuff like mix bleach with orange juice and try and drink it, surgical spirit, them things. Tried the cutting thing that wasn't me. Um, Tablets galore, just down them down the tablets too I'm just like spaced out I was lucky that I never suffered anything worse because of it how I always thought it was going to affect me was I always thought I wasn't going to be able to have kids
2: because of everything that you was doing to yourself that
0: I even rushed and had a baby because I thought I wasn't going to have kids so it affects you in different ways Mm -hmm. and people only see the surface of it so Mm -hmm. they'll judge you based off the surface of it Mm -hmm. but there's more to it it affects you in so many different ways, you know.
2: How did you deal with your mother's death? Because your mother just passed away in September. How, how did you deal with that? Because after everything you went through, like how did you deal with that?
0: Um, well, because I was already on my healing journey, I didn't hold anger towards my mom, Because mm. there's a part of me that knows a lot of what she did and said was fear-based energy. Because even though she wasn't an abused woman as such, she still lived in fear, you know. Things happened to her, you mm-hmm. know. But um, it was hard. I'm still dealing with it, if I'm honest. Um, I felt like I'd been robbed, literally, after not speaking properly. Like, obviously, I see her when I go to my nan's and stuff, but for me and her to sit down and actually talk, and, how are you Did We didn't do that, you know was just high and continue what we're doing Mm. so it was very 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 hard not even was it still is i got my mom's scarf here as comfort um yeah because like i said she sent me a message two months before she passed away Mm. and that was hard for me because it threw me into a depression and then All of a sudden, she suddenly passed. It wasn't something that we were expecting. Yeah, it was
2: a sudden, like...
0: Um, Yeah, I'm still dealing with it. But I've tried to deal with it as gracefully as I can. Because there's factors to it. There was Mm. factors, like... Mm. Obviously, I had to let my brothers come to the funeral... How was that
2: when you saw him? Because have you seen him for years or?
0: I haven't seen him for years. Nah. I kind of just blocked him out. Because I was like, the thing is, I'm not a kid no more. Mm. So if you say the wrong thing to me, I could just flip out on your ass. Mm. Because if you want to do it, we can do it. I chose not to react like that though. I tried to be as calm as possible. Just purely out of respect for my family. And my brother, you know, because I know it must be a difficult situation for him, you know, having to face it, obviously. But, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's, it's an eye-opener, because obviously I didn't talk to my mum for so long. And then she just passed away after sending a message. Mm. It's kind of, it's bittersweet. For me, in a sense of, I know my mom loved me. Mm. I got the message, so that was a bit of healing for me, and also even just little things that she left my name in charge of. I was like, okay, mum they knew. I would always do the right, do right by her, and mm. I always said that, but because I was on my healing journey already, I guess it helped me a bit. Mm. So, I just knew I had to give her a blessed day. Mm. Weren't about me and you. And and what you, did, you
2: arranged
0: everything as well. I arranged everything. Yeah, um, done the eulogy, ordered service, everything down to her outfit, flowers. Um, yeah, and it was one of the hardest things that I've I of had it. to do, especially within the time frame of everything and how it happened. Mm. You know, so um, yeah, I'm still coping with it to this day to this day yeah
2: um what helps you navigate through the pain
0: meditation and praying literally helps me you know and I'm a person I've never really been a woe me type of person anyway yeah. you know I've been blessed to have like I said, a tenacity that's just, I think, shocking sometimes, you know. I shock myself, you know. Yeah. But I literally just go to source, Mm. you know. As time goes on, I'm just always trying to build myself because it's about Mm. reprogramming Mm. how you've been conditioned, you know. A lot of people just give up and give in to it. Oh, I got abused, so that's why I act like this and that's why I act like that. Mm. Nah, I think if I did that, then he'd win, and yeah. that don't sit too well with me. <laughs> that's
2: the one thing you don't want.
0: No. Nah. Yeah. no, because I feel like you can be that person who overcomes stuff, or mm. at least learns to, to look cope. For it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Would I say it affects me in my everyday life, my relationship? Nope. Yeah. Because I've learned how to... You can heal yourself. There's yeah. different ways. We all have different ways of healing ourselves. Yeah. My way is, I believe in God. Yeah. I pray and I meditate to heal yeah. my chakras because anybody that knows about med- meditation knows as an abuse victim or survivor, because I don't like using the word victim, you hold a lot of your trauma in your stomach, your sacral chakra. Yeah. So, I've tried to do a lot of healing in that sense. Yeah. You know, If I feel like I've got anxiety, I just fling on my 10-minute meditation, and that usually helps to balance out my energy. Yeah. I will burn my sage, my palisantos. I love burning my candles. Yeah. You know, and... I've cultivated a circle. I think it's really important to have a good circle of
2: support. S- support, yeah. I just want to know, say. You know, people yeah. who
0: you can talk to, mm-hmm. people who accept you for who you are. So when you have little moods, because it affects you in different ways. You can have mood swings. You could be suicidal, get depression. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not eat. Like, I, I had a lot of issues with my weight. People used to always say, oh, you're so skinny, not knowing there's a backstory behind why my weight would fluctuate. Up mm. and down, you know. So, yeah, it's just about conditioning, reconditioning yourself, training your mind not to listen to those negative thoughts, mm. you know. And I've done that by, like I said, cultivating my circle. Mm. I don't listen to certain type of music. Mm. I tend to be quite careful what I watch as well very good because whatever yeah. you put
2: in through your eyes goes into your mind that affects yeah. your heart that eventually affects your actions yeah that's why the youths listening to they're watching the music videos yeah going inside their brain poisoning their hearts and putting that knife in someone yeah. else's child that's that's the whole thing yeah. of it yeah it's actually a system whatever your eyes mm-hmm. see too much of programming programs it definitely I'm so
0: in that sense yeah I've tried to train myself plus I feel like sometimes you got to just have it in you that, yeah, this is where the cycle ends. Mm. Because I don't want the fact that I didn't have, you know, in some senses, a great childhood to then affect how I raised my children.
1: Mm. you
0: know And for me, I still can look back and see where my mum gave us, a lot of love and care. I don't hold my mum responsible mm. because my mum was that mum, yeah. you know, that played rounders with us. Take her apples off the apple tree in our garden, make us apple crumble. Mm. My mum would pick coupons out of the sun newspaper to take us on holiday mm. to her Butlins and stuff. So yeah. I just remember those things. That's what I try to focus that's, that's on. That's the best
2: memories that you can hold on to. Yeah. when someone passes. Because I don't want
0: no one to even, like, tarnish my mum even, for instance. Because a lot of people are victims to this. Yeah, you, yeah,
2: you, you, you can't, your mum never, I can't see your mum ever being the reason why, because remember, everyone is... an is that of their actions, mm-hmm. meaning that man done what he done because of... He's a predator. Yeah. Nothing to do with your mum on that yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, because my mum was a great mum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Literally. I, we all know
2: Joy is a, a beautiful, great person, just a lovely she, person. And then he says was. it all, Joy. Joy used yeah, to bring Joy. Everyone she did. see Joy. She not, she's unproblematic. You're not You're not yeah. in mix up with Joy. Joy's not mixing up your business. Joy's just doing her thing, going yeah. to school, working in Finstanton. Yeah, and that's yeah. the
0: thing. As a woman, sometimes, or even a man who's got kids and you're a single parent, mm. You get to that point where you feel lonely, you feel vulnerable. You want someone to have your back. Like I said, like I said before, just be careful who you invite though in because some people will see that energy and take advantage of it. Mm. And I think that's exactly what happened with my mom. Like she wasn't expecting this to happen. Never, I don't think anyway. and a lot of people get judged on it, but. So th- I yeah. think I
2: think you know. the w- the worst thing that can happen is that some parents, the guilt destroys their heart, which eventually destroys their body, and they just they die from guilt. So people can actually die from guilt. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know this, that guilt can actually kill someone inside. Yeah, like, heartbreak can. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and my mum, like I said, she sent a message two months before she passed away.
2: And that was the, probably the hardest message she ever had to send to someone, ever. Don't ever get it twisted. To send that message, mm. Took courage, Took Because a lot of times, um, our parents don't like to say that they've done wrong. It's, mm. You know, it's very hard... Thing. As of a course. parent, even say to your children, me, I don't... I like to take responsibility... Even me too. I like say it, sorry to my kids. Yeah, my child, yeah. My child <laughs> They're gonna look
0: after me when I'm old. <laughs> I've taught my daughter to litter. Yeah.
2: And then one day my daughter saw me litter on the train. And she was not letting it go. Yeah. Dad, we left something. Dad, you left something. Dad, you told me. And you know what? I had to say, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. Let me pick this up. Yeah. I'm not gonna do this again. Yeah. Because if I've taught you something exactly. and I've done it now, yeah. like what kind of and then you're telling me, you're bringing me up. i put yeah. my children in a way that if you see me do wrong,
0: yeah,
2: tell me I've done wrong. That's right. Not, it's not a disrespect. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm teaching my children how to have courage. Yeah, that if they see something wrong happening, mm-hmm. they don't sit there and be complicit with it. Yeah. like oh yeah, he's doing something to to my yeah. sister and turn away. No, it's, it's you have to. We all have to stand up. Doesn't yeah, make sense? definitely.
0: And I always teach my kids that because it is easy for us to sweep things under the carpet. It takes courage to do something, even when we're frightened. Like, coming here today, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Because I know that for a while, the Lord's been telling me, I want you to use social media and a platform as a way of helping people Mm. to not get over, because you can never get over the fact that you've been Been abused. But learn that you can have a happy life. You can live a life where... You're not living in survival mode of fear-based energy, you know, because, yeah, all that stuff, it conditions you in a way where, you know, you get, I had abandonment issues, you know. Mm. I have an argument with my partner and he's going out the door. I'm like, you're running away, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You're leaving me, you're abandoning (laughs) me. So, yeah, it affects you in different ways. Mm. And I hope that somebody sees this. And it makes them know that you didn't do anything wrong. The one thing I definitely learned was that we're not the guilty ones. Sometimes we're shunned out by society and made to feel like we're the outcasts. But we're not the guilty ones. Mm. We didn't ask for that to happen to us when we were kids. Mm. I didn't ask for someone who I trusted and looked at as a father to break that trust. You know, and that shaped me a lot. You know, in how I looked at my body, even, even in terms of like how other people treated me, like when I eventually even got into a relationship mm. as an adult, how I was treated. Mm. You know, it wasn't healthy, and it was because I went through certain things. You know, and then it shapes your life in the sense of what type of foundation you build for yourself. I moved around like nine times before I even got my home, what I have now. Nine times, like a gypsy, slept on a camp bed, literally. I remember there was a time when I stayed with a friend and I literally slept on a camp bed in her house and all I owned to my name was my clothes and a little CD player, literally.
2: you done anything to get away from that situation that you was in?
0: Yeah. But I never wanted to leave my mom and my brothers behind, so that made it difficult. Because there was it? a part of me that was like willing to accept him at one stage. Ex- why? Because I wanted my brothers and my mom to love me so much. But then, as I started praying more and finding my strength, I was like, "Oh hell no!" And that's why I say it's really important to find yourself. Mm. You know, if you know you're a lovely, gentle person, don't change that just because you experience food bad eggs just cultivate your circle so that you know, you know if there's someone around you that triggers you in a certain way just don't entertain them don't mm. have their energy around you don't give them your energy that's how I've coped mm. like I'm not having anyone around me and my kids that thinks they can talk to us anyhow mm. treat us anyhow because I'm really trying to break the cycle or just because you've been through certain things doesn't give you a right of passage to behave a certain way. Mm. I don't use that as an excuse. You know
2: I like that. That that right there was gold, what you just said. Just because you've been through stuff doesn't mean that you have to act a certain way. That's yeah,
0: it doesn't th- give you the right passage is, to behave true in a certain reflection.
2: manner. That shows a person of insight. Yeah. Because what a lot of people do is they not not you in, in per se, but they'll say, I'm like this because I went through this. Does it make no. sense? Yeah. So like, they won't take accountability for doing yeah. fucked up shit. They'll just be like, because I'm like this, this is what. then you
0: have to if you want to change it. Of course. Otherwise you're just continuing to pass that trauma on. Mm. And for me, I always felt like, yeah, nah. After a couple times of being flat out on the floor in the bathroom crying and I had a child, mm. I was like, yeah, I can't actually do that. Mm. You know, and at the time I was engaged as well to my do- children's father. Mm. It was like, yeah, that's not who I wanna be for my family. Mm. This isn't who I want them to see me be. I want them to feel like yeah, she went through what she went through, but she's strong. Um I know my kids will say that now. Mm. People most of the people around me will be like, Yeah, she went through what she went through, but yeah, she she's strong back. Strong like, that's, that's the most And important. I'm not mean, I just think don't use that as an excuse to be mean. I try mm. not to be mean mm. if anything. Because it's feeding that that energy that festers in you. I'll tell you if I'm angry and why I'm angry.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I've learned. Because I think for me, because I felt like I got muted Mm. most of my teenage years. Now you're
2: speaking up. You're talking the things you're saying. Yeah,
0: like I speak my mind. But I've learned. It's not what you say. It's your deliverance. Mm. You know, so if you want someone to really hear you. You have to come at people a certain way, mm. you know? Because just like I've got my issues, that person might have issues with in a certain area. Then you yeah. come at them a certain way, their back's instantly can't, up. Can't it. It's yeah. all about learning the art of individual behavior and how to connect with people on a one-to-one level. Because we're all rushing around in the rat race. We don't really take time to connect, you know? Mm. And be honest, you usually ask someone how they're doing. Even if they're not good, they'll still say they're good. I'm not, I tell you ah, today I don't feel good. I feel sad. Yeah. And I've made sure that the people around me have given me, a, I've got a safe space. You've got to create a safe space for yourself where yeah. you can express how you feel. You know, yeah. I just stopped being scared to show who I was. I stopped being scared to say, ah, oh, I woke up today and I, you know what? My energy just feels a bit off. Because sometimes mm. as well, you don't even know you're an empath. Mm. You pick up energy from people.
1: Yeah. So that affects yeah. you. Yeah. You just wake yeah. up
0: and you're in a funky mood, you know? But you don't know why you're in a funky mood. And that's okay. It's still okay for you to be like, you know what? I woke up today and I'm funky mood today and I don't even know why. At least then the person will know just a little bit how to maneuver with you. You know, or to just be like a little bit more chilled because you've yeah. expressed it. Why are you scared to express? Everyone's scared to express how they feel or show their real self. Yeah. You know, but I don't. I don't wanna be in a box. I don't wanna yeah. be in survival mode, yeah. and I don't wanna be in fair based energy. Yeah. So I'm just digging deep, yeah. and, and Do you think happens. that
2: the situation has made you fearless to a certain extent? Because now you speaking your truth is showing how fearless you actually are. Because, you see, people don't actually understand. Through the truth Mm -hmm. comes strength.
0: Yeah. But I knew this was coming, you know. Oh, did you? I knew that God had something in the works in regard to my truth coming out.
2: You know, it's crazy because we was meant to link a long time ago and you don't even know this. Mm. So Clarissa was trying a thing to get Mm. us to all link. And it's mad how, like, a tragedy has led us to here. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but I feel like it's all all been orchestrated a of certain course, way. Of course, of course. Because it, it's, it's, I didn't even tell you, like, the last time I saw my mum was at my cousin's funeral. Mm, Gizzy's? Yeah. But I was calm with my mum. I hugged her, Everything went to give mm. her a hug. She was like, oh, you giving me a hug? I was like, yeah, I hugged her. I was like, "You yeah, okay, Carry Carried on. Then, obviously, when my mum was going, getting rushed to hospital, I got the call from my aunt. And I was like, say nothing. I was like, come get me, literally, like mm. I'm there, you know. And I to happened to actually be speaking on the phone to one of my friends, telling her about my mum at that time, that, oh, my mom reached out to, to me, and, you know, it kind of threw me into a depression. But now I'm just processing it different. So I feel like everything... It's orchestrated a certain way. 100%. I was there with her when she passed away. I was the one holding her hand. But did you right see her last her. moments? Yeah. She couldn't speak because she had... that like, She was sedated. She was in an in coma. induced
2: coma. But people, that's why I was there the hospital,
0: able to hold her hand. And
2: you was there with Gizmo as well, wasn't it?
0: No, none of us was with Gizmo when he passed. He was by himself in the care home.
2: No, yeah. no, I mean, um, in the hospital. I'm talking about the first time.
0: Then. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I saw you in I got hospital. to speak to him and everything yeah. before he even yeah, stopped it was crazy, being to speak. Yeah, it was crazy, Yeah, it was.
2: That traumatised well. me, you know, because I've yeah. spoke to my cousin. I come, yo, cousin, man. Yeah, I'm feeling better, man. Head's yeah. a little big. I'm like, oh, cousin, man. He's yeah. like, yeah, everything went well. Went home that night. Yeah. Got a phone call next day saying, what? he's not, but I said, right, I spoke to him. What are you not talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, was there, I was there, I was there, I was there.
0: Do you know what it is? life yeah it's funny because even when people do things like you know like we fight with our family and stuff i think the biggest lesson i learned from my mom passing was that yeah we should talk man we should talk we should always talk as people we should always connect as human beings you know we always think tomorrow is promised tomorrow's not promised time is an illusion and i think that's why it felt kind of bittersweet because it was weird because god was nudging me before she passed mm. like i'd go in my whatsapp unblock her and he'd be like just message hi mom I'd be like nah and that's because i was like i didn't want to see her cry over the whole situation mm. you know and i felt like i oh, weren't in maybe the right places were in my own life mm. For her to see, I wanted her to be proud, in it? But oh, yeah. I know she's proud, but, you know, just ego. We live in our ego 100%. and fear-based energy and all negative traits that we need to try and root out, man. Facts. Because a lot of people walking around who are dying inside and we don't even know. Yeah. You know, because they don't want to be judged. By what other people Yeah. yeah. Because they suffer from depression. A lot of people probably wouldn't even know that I've gone through depression or had anxiety, panic attacks. Or was very suicidal when I was a kid and used to actually attempt to kill myself on more than one occasion. And be hella mad at God too. Like, when it never worked out. (laughs) Literally. Mm. Until I learned. You know? He's
2: got a bigger plan for you. Yeah. And I
0: always tell people that because... None of us are better than anyone. We're all on the same level. That's a fact. You know.
2: That's a fact.
0: And um, I don't think we have to be conditioned by our childhood. I think it's a choice. A lot of people don't want to do the work because obviously you have to dig out all the bad, bad stuff, yeah, and then in order to get to, the, to good the good stuff, and digging out all the bad stuff is very painful.
2: Yeah, it brings back a lot of. Things that you've tried to subdue for years. Yeah. And now it's coming to light again. It's like, it's bringing back old wounds. That, you know when you yeah. get a cut and the cut is like a deep one. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's reopening. Yeah. But the only way it can actually heal is if you reopen it and then put the plaster on it. That's right. So you let it heal before just naturally. Yeah. But that didn't really heal. It's still, still no. open. Exactly. And that's why when little things would happen to you, you probably went through things in life where something could remind you of certain things and you would break down and people would be like, well, what's going on?
0: Yeah.
2: And you, and you they'll be confused, but obviously you yeah. know why, but yeah. obviously other people wouldn't know.
0: See, I learned, I got a bit better with that. I've been okay in the sense of like, because obviously I've had such a, I'm 40 next year.
1: Mm. So,
0: you know, I've had time to process it. And mm. I had my first daughter when I was 22. Mm. So... She gave me a strength that mm. I didn't have before. You know, mm. she, my baby, that just solidified that. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no more. You can't have no woes, me. You can't die. You can't do any of that because now you've got another person who, you, you need to ne- protect. Yeah, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. So. Did you did that make you feel like you needed when you had a daughter? Did it make you feel like I have to protect this girl by every mm-hmm. soul in my body because of mm-hmm. everything that I've been through?
0: Yep. Literally, even their dad can't talk to them anyhow, or be them. Mm. No, because I don't think you need to be your kids.
2: No, you don't. I don't think you generally need to. I, I, there's a time I think when more my time when you
0: reason with them and don't be a hypocrite as an adult. We're like, ah, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that, and forgetting that we did loads of things when we were kids. Yeah, but like, yeah. we judge uh, our kids.
2: <laughs> we expect on that. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like be
0: realistic. <laughs> don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. So I've always been very like reasonable with my kids and then if it's something that I think is too deep then I'll be like I'm not going to tell you now but when you're older I will explain it to you yeah. you know and I told them don't lie and I don't lie to them mm-hmm. I might not tell you what it's about right now but I'll tell you when you're older I'm not telling you because I don't think your brain will be able to yeah, process yeah process it in the correct way yeah, yeah. plus I don't want to traumatise you mm. <laughs> you know mm. so yeah yeah it's a funny journey. A, I'm still on it. <laughs> still on
2: it. Do you have any message? This we're just gonna end now. But do you have a message for anyone that's gone through something similar to you? Do you have like some advice or a message for them people?
0: Um, know that you are someone. Know that you are loved. Um, like I said, cultivate your circle. Have people around you that build you up, not pull you down. I'm not saying meditation works for everyone, but hey, try it and prayer, you know, just put a lot of positive stuff into your life. You know, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, nowhere even remotely close, Mm. but I definitely know that I'm growing and it's sometimes growth that other people can't see. Only you know the growth. So I just tell people keep working on that, homing on the goodness, not the bad stuff.
2: That's the most important thing because you can destroy your own mind by what you and your feed, future. Yeah, by feeding yourself with yeah. Say for instance, like I can tell that you not healed, but you're doing better than you was before.
0: Yeah most definitely yeah yeah
2: you're not no one ever heals from scars that were never meant to be opened mm-hmm. does it make sense but yeah definitely. what we do is we learn to navigate through it and mm. I really respect and um, I'm very happy that you've come down and said your story it's actually touched my heart as you could probably yeah. see like, I don't even my... know
0: if I was like waffling or no, if I missed it because no, no, you know no, when you've used... gone through it for so many years it's like you, you're it's all over yeah. the place and thingy, yeah. but
2: I've chronologically done my own thing in my head and yeah. it makes perfect sense everything that's happened to you and yeah. how you've been able to deal with it and stuff like that. So um, I was wanted to say respect um thank for thank coming for on and me. for sharing this story because um, I believe that this is going to really help a lot of people out there personally because a lot of people, yeah. like I said, they've probably gone through similar to you and, and they, they didn't know all don't know what to do. So yeah, this might be a wake up call for a lot of people and mothers as well.
0: Yeah. Like to
2: just... And know, dads too, because yeah, we dads, can't forget the men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: I, I've noticed, I'm an abuse victim, mm. and but I've noticed that we always focus on the females. Mm. And in natural fact, we just need to focus in it at, on it it's as a whole. whole. Yeah. Because there's a lot of men walking around who have been mm. abused sexually yes. and some of them don't even realise it. They just think it's normal to give their body to anyone. Everyone, no, mm. a loose mold man is just as bad as a loose mold woman. Mm. And your body is your temple. When you're doing certain things, or they drink a lot, mm. take a lot of drugs, and that, or they're just angry. A, man, a man's never going to come know? up
2: with the fact that he's been sexually abused. It's it's, it's one of the hardest, especially in the black community. Yeah, a black boy not he's not going to he's going to act like it never even happened. Like what? Not going to happen to me. Do you know
0: more time? A lot of people full stop don't come out of it because. There's a lot of victim blaming, literally. You get shunned out. Of course, you know. know like, you start to. You f- there was a stage where I felt like I was like the black sheep, like, mm. literally, I was an outcast. Like, at my mum's funeral, I saw everyone I grew up with. That was mm. the first time I've seen them in like 15, 20 years, mm. you know? So, it was strange because you just don't know if people know, if they don't know. But man, but
2: you you've done you've got far, and this is, and I believe that this is another stepping stone onto to your healing process. Yes, so it again, is. like I said, respect, man, and thank you for, thank you for coming down, and thank you for, like opening up and speaking your truth, man. Because yeah. sometimes I think in life a lot of people don't want to speak their truth. Yeah. They're scared of what everyone else is gonna say. And that's why for years they suppressed themselves. Yeah. But by suppressing yourself, all you're doing is suppressing your own pain. That is actually real to you. Yeah. How can we change a generational curse if we don't even look at it as a curse?
0: Yeah. And we hush it under the carpet. Then we're never gonna
2: it's never gonna change.
0: Talking about it healed, helped to heal me course, to a certain degree. Of course. Because I think where I was muted I've then started to rebel against that. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's my story. It it happened to me, you know? And I feel like I'm more solidified with that because I'm like, people shouldn't have to hide their pain and trauma that they went through when it wasn't their fault. It
2: wasn't their fault. No So even
0: I'm trying to set up my own blog and podcast so that I can help people. Don't worry, I we're
2: going to we're gonna have something yeah. called the Trauma Series. Don't worry. come yeah. Trauma Series with okay, my cousin. Cool. Hair <laughs> Red Hub, you heard it first. We're not meant to sit on camera, but Trauma, yeah? Yeah. Trauma Stories is going to be here in Red Hub. Cool. With my cousin, so yeah. Not meant to tell you yet, but I, oh. I said it. I <laughs> weren't meant to give it to you people yet, but I've given it to you, yeah? yeah. But yeah, www.redhub.co.uk. If you ever want to
1: book sessions, where we are right now. But yeah, shout out to you. Take care.